Welcome to Express Yourself. I'm Kirbanu and this is your podcast for creativity, expression and spirituality. In this episode, I have the fortune of chatting with the very inspiring Anne-Sophie, a Reiki expert and life coach. We cover everything in our chat from running an online business, the meaning of finding balance both spiritually and of course in your business, and we do deep dive into the magical healing power of Reiki. And in this chat, I do share a few top tip secrets that have never before been publicly shared about myself and my experience with Reiki. So if you're looking for some business tips or looking to find a little bit more work-life balance, then this episode is for you. Be sure to have your pen and paper nearby and take notes. Hi, Sophie. Hey, how are you? Hi, thank you. I'm good. How are you? You look great. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> I'm good. I was just saying before, I'm like highly fueled I'm on my uh, curcuma latte, on my turmeric tea. That's that's maybe why I look good. It's it's all the it's all the turmeric, the inside glow. <laughs> I'm yeah, starting definitely. to go the color of my couch, you know. All <laughs> and for me, it's all white, white. <laughs> but it's nice. You have that like beachy look. This is like the yeah. beach vibe. Okay, good. It's a good vibe. I like it. It's it's the vibe I like to have. I don't have it at the moment because I'm in Germany. But you have it. You have to have it twice. Have it once for me, once for you. <laughs> Sending it, sending the sun. <laughs> Please. So, hey, thank you again so much for taking the time to join me. Um, like I said, I'm really excited to share your, your story with my community. Um, I don't want to say too much. Kind of, maybe you could just give us a little introduction to who you are and how you came to be living in the Canary Islands, and more importantly, about the work that you offer. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm Anne-Sophie and it's right that I, I was born and raised in Hamburg in Germany and I came to the Canary Islands um, one year and a half ago because of the relationship I had at that time. We met while traveling and then we had a distance relationship for a while and then I decided to try to work online and see how it goes and how I feel in the new environment here on Gran Canaria and turned out that it all went really really well and i was really happy to be here and to start to offer more things online and yeah now i'm super happy that i'm here <laughs> yeah I'm working full-time online as a reiki teacher um, and i'm also offering distance reiki sessions theta healing is also one thing i really love and i'm offering it as well and yeah mainly i do reiki courses um, for clients and that all works perfectly online so I'm extremely happy that it's possible <laughs> in those times yeah of course I can completely understand that I mean I also connect to the online space I've also been offering courses online since 2019 I started my first course so it was like before the corona which I was I call it the corona like it has <laughs> it, it has its own entity um, <laughs> kind of the level of trauma that we all have from this um yeah i think i'm also really happy that i've been offering things like this online and and i i know the freedom and flexibility that that gives us it's really i think such a gift because exactly as you're experiencing we can be any anywhere in the world and offer our services and connect to our clients and 
yeah, give the, give the gifts that we feel passionate about that resonate with us. So I actually have a background in Reiki, which is not something that many people know about me. Um, I used to work as a therapist and I also have the masters. I did the whole thing, but I imagine oh, that there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got into it when I lived in India actually. Yeah. And then I did my masters over a one year period. Yeah. It was a beautiful experience. I was 22 at the time. It was a really wow. special time, special time yeah. in my life. Yeah. It's beautiful. It was. It was, it was guided. I was kind of like went to India on an intuition, saw a fly that said Reiki, picked it up, walked like four kilometers through the mountains, like literally to get to the house offering this Reiki thing that I didn't know what it was. But I was like, I need to go there. <laughs> Met this amazing Indian woman who became my teacher. <laughs> Yeah. Study with well. months and then went back to Australia and finished the masters with another teacher. Yeah. That is amazing. It's like you got the you get you had the sign and it was okay, I need to go now. Like fucking my life is like that. My life is like it, I feel like I get to play and then then the universe is like, oh you need to do this. I'm like, okay. I'm going. Yeah. But for mm. everybody who doesn't know about Reiki um and, and what it is and, and what that can how it works and how it could maybe help them. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. So Reiki is energy healing and it's a technique that was um, originated in Japan in the 1930s. And yeah, it was rediscovered by a Buddhist monk. And it's basically about like using your hands to transmit energy on yourself or on another person's body and that has a lot of different benefits starting from emotional releases to physical pain relief um yeah it also makes you feel really relaxed it revitalizes you and um connects you also more to yourself and your feelings it's really all about starting to feel again starting to look inside again of yourself like what what comes up, what wants to be seen. Maybe you were kind of swallowing down emotions or aspects that you didn't feel like being able to process them for a while. And Reiki really connects you to those parts again and makes them come up. And yeah, then you're, you're able to process them or like see them and then you can work with them. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big journey. It's a lot about self-development as well. Many people see it as this energy healing technique, but it's so much more. It really yeah, goes very, very deep. And yeah, it's beautiful. I really appreciate how you just shared what you shared about it. And I remember because I used to work in a healing center as a therapist. So I did work for two years as working with Reiki, but also working with other healing modalities. Um, and it was really interesting and incredibly powerful to see what happened and the impact on people and to hear their experience and to experience my experience as the therapist. It was really interesting. What I love about Reiki, at least through my own experiences, is how it's very soft and very nurturing. And I like that. Of all the energetic healing modalities, I found it's the most, it's the softest and it's the simplest. And I'm a huge fan of less is more. Um, so I really like that it's very simple. I like that anybody can do it. I like that it doesn't mean that we need to be in our heads or thinking about things or creating a story, because I think there's also space there for us to kind of 
go in a bit of a dream space um, rather than be with reality, which I believe is really important to be grounded in reality. Um, so I like how you just shared what you shared about Reiki and about helping people to come back to themselves, helping people to go into their body, helping people to process emotions, process um, mental patterns, thoughts, open themselves, release blockages, all of these things. What is one of the, for you personally, one of the most profound experiences you've had with Reiki? Let's say for yourself as, as the individual and then also as the healer. So maybe there's two experiences I've just asked yeah. you about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's start with a, with a cool travel story also. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, I've been to Nicaragua many years ago and we went on this hike up a volcano because it's like a beautiful island in the middle of Nicaragua and a huge lake, Sweetwater Lake. And then we went up this one volcano <laughs> and I was in the group with three or four friends and we did really well, even though it was super slippery and a rainy day. So it was the worst weather to go, but we still wanted to go. So all good the way up, but on the way down, this one friend of mine, he slipped and he kind of hurt his ankle really badly. And he had an injury there, um, I think. Yeah, a few months before. And then he said, sorry, guys, I cannot, I cannot go with you. I cannot continue walking with you. But well, I was in the middle of the jungle. So we didn't have like, different opportunities. Like, no, you cannot stay here alone. So then I just, I, my intuition said, okay, why not trying this? I mean, let's, let's just ask him if he wants some energy or some Reiki for his ankle. And he said, yes, okay, let's try it out. And then I put my hands on his ankle for, I would say, maybe 10, 10 15 minutes. And it got really warm and it was really nice. And he liked it too. <laughs> and then I was asking him, how do you feel now? And he looked a bit spaced out and he was looking around. <laughs> and then he said, well, I'm just going to try to stand up now. And then he stood up and he was like, yeah, I can yeah, let's, let's, let's move on. <laughs> like what, what, <laughs> what did just happen? And that was beautiful. Of course it didn't last really, really long, but he, we could walk all the way back with him. And that was amazing. That was really mind blowing for me. And I will never forget that. <laughs> but I have to say that this friend was also really like in the head, like, you know, some people who are really in the head. And, and then um, I think, he also couldn't explain it for himself well in the end. So he was a bit kind of avoiding talking to me because it was like this mystery that happened or this miracle that had happened. Oh, wow. Well, well, I can imagine that was hard for him to process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but for me, it was fine. It's all right. I mean, it helped him and all good. That's what matters. So yeah, that was was the most significant thing that happened with other people it's a wonderful sharing thank you thank you yeah 
I mean, I think it must be really interesting, of course, like when I was working with clients, I was working with clients that would come in for sessions. I would often meet them at the time. I had like a casual job working in a crystal store. Um, so I was selling crystals. I really loved crystals um, back in that time. And it was a great opportunity to meet potential clients who were interested in Reiki and healing with me. And so they would come and I would then work with them. And so I just had these experiences in the kind of in the meditation space or in the Reiki and the healing space with people who were coming for that specific purpose. So I can imagine it was really interesting then when you're totally in a different space, in a different moment, climbing up a mountain in the jungle in Nicaragua. And then it's like, okay, I have this tool. Maybe it can help. Let's see. Would you like it? Um, so I think that's really, really interesting. Um, tell us a little bit about, because I find this super fascinating, the power of distance healing because I know that you're offering your online courses obviously online so that's not in person um, but also you're offering like fan so healings so distance healings tell us a little bit about how that works with Reiki and what that can do for people I find it quite yeah. fascinating yeah yeah me too still mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah wow sometimes I'm even still like okay I cannot believe it <laughs> that just happened <laughs> yeah it's beautiful because it works through the distance and what I do is basically connect with the energy body, so with the aura of the other person. And I kind of tune in and I send the Reiki energy. So for them, it feels really similar to receiving a one-on-one -on -one Reiki session. It's shorter. It's usually around 20 minutes. And through the connection, I can get many different, yeah, like things that I feel or that I see and then later on I can tell this person what I saw it's it's a bit like reading the energy of the other person and tuning in and feeling how they feel just as you would sit in front of me now and I would tune into and be very empathic and understand how how you feel or what your energy says about how you feel or what's going on in your body yeah and that's that's really fascinating yes i love to do that um for the for the client it's really nice because they can just lay down in their bed at home and get really comfortable make themselves really like a, create a cozy space with candles or with some nice music and i'm also sitting in my home and just being connected through i usually work with whatsapp so i send a message before saying like are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> and then later on, I also pull cards for them. I also work with crystals. So I'm a big fan as well. <laughs> it's beautiful that you worked in the crystal shop. That's one of my secret dream jobs. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice. And yeah. Um, yeah. So they also get some inspiration in the end as well with the cards and with the gemstones and take something with them to to work with but yes as you said it's so soft it's a really like we cannot compare it to therapy at all or to tetra healing for example because it's really like softly opening up the body and being like okay i'm opening this door slightly so do you want to have a look inside or yeah and it's all about taking the time for for themselves and when they're ready they can look at their topics but it's not it's not pushing them to anything so yeah i find it really beautiful how you described this as well because it's mm. so soft yeah it really is and i think 
what I liked about it, because I think there's also, for me, if I think about the different modalities and therapies, there's also a level of innocence to Reiki that I appreciate mm -hmm. because in that way, it's kind of pure, you know, it's not manipulated because as I learned it, like the point of Reiki was to really, and honestly, the point of healing is, and I think this is the challenge as the therapist or as the healer is to not have an intention or an attachment to the outcome, you know, and this is also as a coach, it's the same thing, but yeah. to not be attached to how this is going to go or to, mm -hmm. to think that you are controlling it rather, you're just the channel and just opening up and allowing that to come through you just being yeah. connected, connected to the individual between you, connected to the divine, just open and allowing what comes through to come through. And I find that that's, that's also part of that softness. And that's also for me a part of the innocence because it's not like now I do this and then I do that. It's just, okay, there's not attachment here. It's just a flow. We're connected. We're both open to this experience and let's just allow the process. Yeah, totally. And I think that's also so beautiful when people learn it because it's really unlearning that you have to have um, yeah, like a, a background in that topic that you need to know a lot of theory. Yes, of course, there's theory, but you don't need to know it by heart to practice Reiki or to perform a Reiki session. It's really about like, like you said, like let yourself be guided by your intuition, let it flow through you. And this is something we can only learn by practicing it. And it's so easy. And that's also so beautiful about it that you don't have to have a degree. This is what we, we are kind of grown up to, that we always have to be good and specific things to achieve something. And there is not about achievement at all. It's really about like letting go, letting the mind drift off and just being, being present with the person, having that beautiful intention of healing, but that's it. Yeah. That's, that's really lovely to have the intention of healing and that's it. I think that's so nurturing. It's very, for me, very feminine. It's very nurturing. Yeah. It's very much like we come together and we take time. And I like what you said about how you encourage your distance clients to create a beautiful space for themselves, to get cozy, to have nice music, to light candles, because it sounds like a really beautiful ritual. Also with giving them card reading at the end and your insights, it's like, this is time for you to just be nurtured and you have another person around the world who is sitting there sending energy and sending this vibrance to you and you can just allow it to move through you and this is your gift for yourself it's so yummy it sounds so yeah. yummy yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so beautiful but I also created this for myself like once a week I let someone send me distance healing <laughs> so it's usually one of my hmm, my latest uh, clients from the courses that send me energy also to practice a lot. <laughs> so I also need to receive it. <laughs> yeah. But I love that ritual. It's really beautiful. That's great though. That's a smart idea that you integrate also with your clients so that you can also give them feedback and get them, help them to get more confident. It was really nice for me when I was learning because I was really lucky actually when I was in India and I did the first three levels. So the one, two, and then the master's part one. Um, yeah. When I was in India with my teacher, it was at the end, like just before the snow started. And I was in the, in the Himalayas, like in the mountains. 
And I was the only person there that she normally has like a whole bunch of students, but it just happened that I just followed this flyer. <laughs> no one was there and I was by myself. So I got to have her like, and we had a really great bond. And so I got to connect with her and ask her lots of questions. And of course she did all of the initiations into the next levels for me. And that was a very beautiful journey. And then also when I went back to Adelaide, where I'm from, to do the master's part two over six months, um, my teacher, it was a one-to-one -one training. So it was really I was very blessed in that sense because I just kind of had the entire attention of these beautiful women wow. to help me and to guide me and to teach me in a very intense way um, through and to practice. And yeah, that was really cool. Um, but I understand then, of course, working online and for your business, like finding out, okay, how can I make this accessible to my students? Mm -hmm. How can I get them excited about learning? How can I create opportunities for them to practice, for them to feel more confident in what they're doing? That's a really nice thing that you get them to send you healing. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> You're like lying down with the candle bed. Oh God, I have to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kind of my self-care routine also. It's really about like giving and receiving as well, even if we're not talking about our own energy, because there's really a difference between the two of them. It's really the Reiki energy is not your personal energy. But anyway, if I send so many distance healings or connect um, gift initiations for the courses, I also need to receive and I love that. And yeah, for them, of course, it's great to give them feedback. It's really nice to practice with a person who also knows Reiki, so they feel a lot. They can tell you a lot and give you good feedback. So that motivates you also to move on and keep, keep going the distance healing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful because it's kind of like having a support network of wellness beings, like wellness buddies almost, yeah. you know, you're like my wellness accountability partner. My husband and I say that about each other. We're each other's wellness accountability partner. Like, because <laughs> that's, that's our beautiful. goal for wellness. You know, we have, that's, that's one of our main goals. So well-being. That's beautiful. I love that. It's it's beautiful. It can also be confronting at times when you're in your own pattern and that person wants to hold you accountable to stuff. Um, but that's of course a part of the journey of growth. Um, but the other the other part of it is of course uh, cuddles and a lot of love when when the other can see that you're having a, a hard time and that's really very special, which I'm very grateful for. You have called yourself so imbalanced healing. Can you tell me what does imbalance mean for you? I think when I created the name, it was really about being in balance between mind, body and soul, but also between the yin and the yang energy in the body, because I also did the yoga teacher training in India, close to the Himalayas also. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I created the name. And there I, yeah, I learned a lot about the yin and yang, the Chinese philosophy, what's behind it, the two energies we have inside of ourselves and how to balance the feminine and the masculine energy. And that's also what it's about. And I mean, the logo is, is, an, is an eye with the sun and the moon inside. So it also represents those two again, but also the third eye that is really about seeing through are seeing way more than you can see with your physical eyes that you see inside. And that actually happens also when you perform a Reiki session that you, it's more like seeing 
I would even call it like you can you can see the energy not with your physical eyes but you feel it so you see through all the different layers of that person and that's so beautiful because you can really connect with the the seed the soul the higher self of that person however you want to call it and that's what I love about it most because there you understand that we're really inside all the same that we all consist of love and light and I hear that so many times but I think like many people did never feel how that is really and with Reiki you can feel it and it's so beautiful to actually feel it because then you also understand the connection between us all also with the animals with every living being here on the planet and that's that's a really beautiful teaching I also had from this practice and I love that more people can feel that that's a beautiful teaching yeah to feel that connectedness and as you said to help people access that felt experience because I think at least in my journey it's one thing to think about something or to read a book or to study something but it's a very different thing to embody it to experience it and when you experience it for me that's the difference I call it the difference between knowledge and wisdom knowledge for me is knowing stuff and that's important wisdom for me is embodying that and like experiencing it and then you digest it in a whole different way Um, and sometimes through the experience you yeah have experiences that you would never be able to think about or explain logically with your mind in that sense but yet the experience is there and you're in it and it's it's a very interesting journey so I appreciate how you've just explained that connectedness between all of us and between the earth and the animals and that essence because of course that's I think what everything is talking about really you know it's the basis of yogic philosophy it's the basis of many different traditions it's I think also the basis of psychological thought it's it's all going back to this same thing different words to talk about the same thing yeah I like that you have um, created your your online business. And again, because I'm an online person too, or I go 50-50, but I really love the online thing because of its flexibility and being able to reach people around the world and also to travel and connect to different people. What are maybe two challenges that you've had to overcome that you've experienced whilst you were you know, building up your business and creating this online path for yourself in the modality that you're offering? Mm-hmm. For me, it was really like showing myself in videos because now in the online courses, I work a lot with videos. So I had to record them and I had to like seeing myself speaking and explaining in front of the camera. And that was so challenging for me. It took me a long time. Then I just worked on a different project in between before I could overcome this. But yeah, that was for me really challenging to see myself speaking and to edit the videos and be like, okay, fine, this is it. (laughs) So that was a long way. And yeah, I think really like showing up in this field as someone who teaches it also. I had many fears around, yeah, I think like we all have like being judged or being misunderstood or... I don't know, people like not understanding really what I'm doing and being like, okay, what, what, what is she talking about? <laughs> Things like that. Mm. But then, yeah, it's, I think it's really like an, it's a big decision inside of yourself. And 
for me, it's so much more than just a job. It's really like what I want to offer, what I want to give to the world and understanding that there will always be people who will not like what you do and who will not like, who will not understand you, obviously, of course, but you do it for the ones who want to understand, who want to learn, who want to dive into this world. And for them, it's a, it's a huge advantage. Like it's a huge gift, what we share and or what I share with the courses and That's what I'm focusing on now. So yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I overcame that fear. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, I think it highlights, I think any person who decides to go out on their own, if it's a creative person or a coach or a therapist or a healer, like yoga teacher, like I think any person who decides to do something on their own, you have to position yourself and brand yourself and get clear about what you're offering. And, and that means being seen. And that's a very vulnerable place to be. It's a very vulnerable place to stand up on a public platform or multiple public platforms and to risk being judged. Um, I know that myself from everything I've offered. And of course, as a professional musician, I mean, people write things on you, about you on platforms, which are just brutal and cruel. You know, um, our people will say things. I remember giving concerts and people coming up to my face and telling me they thought it was crap <laughs> like, like really you know brutal and I I really can connect to what you just shared about needing to accept that not everybody is going to like what you do not everybody's going to like you as a person that's impossible and nor should you strive for that but to focus on the people that you create for to focus on the people that you offer for because for those people it makes a big difference and that's the purpose and I think that's a beautiful thing that you just shared and I can connect to it through my own creative journey as a musician but also as a coach and through the courses that I offer um, them having their own specific position as well in the world that definitely doesn't speak to everybody um, but to the people who they do speak to I see how powerful they are and I see what it does to people's lives and I understand that it's the same for your work too. Yeah, that's so nice that you also experience that and that it empowers them so much that you show them, okay, I'm I'm embodying that. So you can also dare to show it more or yeah, being yeah. Yeah. There's a powerful it took me a long time to get that. Actually I have another little story. There was um Before I decided to be a musician, I was really interested in pursuing acting. And so I was doing acting classes and studying theater. And uh, my acting coach at the time, it was just before the auditions for the acting school that I was applying for. He said to me, you have to let them see you. And he meant the judges. He said, they want to see you. And I didn't get it at the time, but I swear that sentence that he said to me has hung with me for all these years. You have to let them see you. It took me so long to work out who am I and what am I and what do I stand for and what are my values and to accept that that changes over time as well. Um, but to stand behind me and to not try and hide my quirkiness in a cupboard or be ashamed of my interests or what I would like to pursue or how I share it, you know, but to be proud of that and to stand there and let them see me. And it reminds me of exactly what you said, you know, we have to show up, we have to stand up and be seen and everything that comes with that, but be, you know, true to ourselves and have our own back and know that we're 
showing up for ourselves and for the people that we want to reach. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. I think especially for people who start with their self-employment and who think like, oh, this is like one person I'm looking up to. Maybe I need to be like this person to be able to have the same thing or to reach as much people. But it's so not about that. And once we realize, it's like, okay, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Really, people want to see you as you are. I think it really took me a long time to understand that as well. I didn't, I was like, really? <laughs> no, <laughs> it cannot be true. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think it also takes a lot of self-acceptance to get to that place and self-love to because we have to accept ourselves as I, as we are in order to allow ourselves to be seen and be okay with being seen as we are. You know, I think I, I can look back through my journey and that was a process. That was really a process because I did not want to be seen at all. I was like, nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but now what's really interesting, I noticed that in the last years, the more in the last years, I feel very at home with myself. And I'm, I think that comes with age and I'm grateful for that. Um, and, and the more I'm at home with myself, the more powerful my work is, the easier my work is, the more it flows and the more effective it is with, with me having to give less energy. How do you mm. experience that? Do you have a similar experience or what do you think when I say that? Yeah. yeah, for me, it definitely comes in my mind, the morning routine I created for myself since spring. I'm working on that constantly. That's where I also get my energy from. But then also it's so much about checking in again and again and like looking on everything, looking on work from a perspective above, like what are you actually doing now? What is the priority now? And how do you feel right now? Because I noticed, especially in the beginning, because I work with other people, I focus so much on what do I need to do now first? Who, like, what are my first appointments? How is this person feeling? How's that person feeling? And then sometimes someone would ask me, well, how are you feeling? My mom, <laughs> she's like, how are you feeling? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I didn't ask this <laughs> to myself for, for the whole day. How am I actually feeling? So that's the reason why I always put in my Insta story, how are you feeling today to remind people? <laughs> because I needed that reminder for, yeah, for quite a while, I would say. Hmm. I think that's a real habit of, um, I was just talking about this at the weekend. Um, I gave a retreat and it was a self-love retreat and I was just talking about this topic. Um, I think it's really a habit of like empathic people, um, coaches, teachers, we just want to give, 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 but we forget to give to ourselves. And I think what you said, the morning routine is super important for me as well. We have to give to ourselves first and fill up our cup first and then there's space for others. But if we're empty, we can't give from an empty cup. It's, um, I think, really important. So I resonate with what you said. Yeah. Throughout your journey now, um, you know, in, in the world of Reiki and through offering your trainings and working with people and creating your online business and moving countries and anchoring in a new place and all of this, I think, very exciting things. What's been your biggest learning? What's, what's been the biggest learning? I think it's the like the self-care. <laughs> Definitely. In the last year it was all about that because my business was growing really fast. 
And that was something that definitely lost the focus as far as I was close to a burnout in, in March. So that was the moment where I, I realized, okay, this is too much. You need to zoom out and also see what's going on in your life right now. So I started a, um, a coaching seminar, which was half a year. I just finished it now a week ago. Super happy with it. And uh, <laughs> thank you. So we started really basic with the wheel of life, where you see where you're at in the different parts of your life, being it like the partner, your, um, your free time, your family, work, money, things like that. And you would just put a little cross where you're at and how happy you are with where you're at now. And then we were really thinking about, okay, what can I actively change right now? What would be a really small step for me to do and to take action now to make a change? And then I started with the very small changes. And now, yeah, half a year later, I, I made the big changes. It's like not working on the weekends. That was a huge step for me and it's still challenging. I'm like, but you can work next Saturday. You could get a lot of things done. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not going back there. So yeah, I think it's something that really I need to remind myself every, every day. This is something I'm, I'm working on a lot since that happened. Also before, it was also before my self-employment, that, that thing was a big topic for me. But then, of course, it became huge with their self-employment and yeah I'm grateful how it worked out for me and that I had the strength to actually implement the small changes and let them grow and let them become bigger as well um, yeah it's been a journey definitely yeah I think it is a big journey I mean life is obviously a big journey but of course when we're self-employed and creating and being seen and having all that responsibility and then moving to a different country and I can connect to that, like all of that. It's a lot of a big journey. And I understand that point about giving, giving, giving. And I know the working on the weekend very well um, because I have a background in music. So working on the weekend is normal. <laughs> but yeah, I think I can connect to what you said. Something I try to do is I'm trying to stop multitasking. So I'm trying to single task. And I'm trying to take breaks where I do nothing. And I mean, yeah. like I stare at the floor, I have a cup of tea, I look out the window, appreciate the distance and I don't pick up my phone. I don't answer people. It's like, stop doing yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. And trying to, I'm trying to take what I create for myself in the morning through my morning routine and feed it into more spaces throughout the busyness of my days. So I connect to what you said about self-care. It's very important. We have to learn this. Mm. Oh, and Sophia, it's been so nice to chat with you. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing your story and for sharing a little bit with us about Reiki. I know it's a much bigger world than just what we shared. Um, of course, for everyone who is listening to the podcast, I'm going to include all of your information in the show notes. If you want to get in touch, learn about Anne Sophie's healing, her courses, um, everything will be in the show notes there. But before we finish, I always have one magic question that I like to ask at the end of the session. And that is, if there is one message that you could leave the world with, what would it be? You are loved. Ah, mm. oh, that's a very beautiful thing to know, to anchor in that understanding. Mm. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me and to share what you've shared. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our episode. If you have questions for Anne-Sophie or if you want to stay in touch with her, please check out the show notes for everything from her online courses, website, Instagram, and every other place that you can get in touch with her. I know she's going to love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you found it inspiring, then hey, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with a friend. Pass it on, send love, pay it forward, share this wisdom that connected to you with someone you know or love, and let's together make the world shine that little bit brighter and express herself or his self that little bit more. That's it from me for now. Bye.